We'll look into First Peter chapter five, verses six and seven. First Peter five, six and seven. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. The word your, of course, is extremely personal, and it means the words are directed directly to the reader. It's an admonition. So, even though St. Peter lived a long time ago, we are being addressed, we are being admonished from Peter. And he's admonishing you and me of what is on his heart, was on his heart when he wrote this. And so when you say cares, I don't know what comes to your mind, any concern you may have. And I thought on this, when, especially when it ends with, for he careth for you. And our, uh, our readiness to do exactly this, exactly that, cast your cares, all, cast all your cares upon him. So our readiness to do that and be able to do that would have a whole lot to do with how much we grasp how much he cares for us. That makes a big difference. It's important to get that concept, how much who God is and how much he cares for who's Peter talking about? You and me. So how important it is, John 3.16, we know, says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And I just can't, whenever I read this, I can't help but see that word soul. It's just not possible for us to stretch that word soul out far enough. He so loved the world that he would give his only son, Jesus, to come down. And Jesus agreed. They were in agreement to do all that he went through, become man. God and man, dwell as man, and go through abuse, refusal, and abusement like we can't imagine then being hung on the cross after spending all of his time pouring out his heart in admonishing the truth of God and how much God loves the world, how much he loves you and me, to where even to the extent that God, his heavenly Father, had to turn from him, turn his face from him, and Christ being fully forsaken. We can't imagine what that'd be like. We even feel forsaken. We can't comprehend that. To be forsaken after all he did and agreed to, forsaken by the heavenly Father, but he had to at that moment for him to take all of our sin and bring him to the cross and nail him there and die and become our perfect sacrifice, we can't comprehend that kind of love. 
But it's important for us to try really hard to be able to cast all of our cares as we are admonished to do. And it's so important to do. Now, all, that word all, that's all-encompassing. All means all. All, really all, every little care, every little, every little concern, all. All our care, that means everything, not, not that God, not only that God is available, it brings us. The more we cast God's care, our cares on the Lord, and we do that and try to do it all, it brings us somewhere. It not only does something for us, it takes us someplace. It takes us from the love of God available. He's not willing that any perish. Available to becoming fully in God's care. We can become fully in God's care. That's a, that's a mouthful. Man would say, when it comes to investments, do you wisely your investments and don't put them all in one basket. Diversify your investments. Divide them out. Figure it out. We don't want to diversify our cares. There's one basket to throw them all in, and that's God's. One basket. All your care, don't worry about figuring out, diversifying. Throw them all in God's basket. Throw all your cares upon nowhere else. Him. For He cares for you. So we don't want that word diversify when it comes to what to do with our cares. And so we can, uh, we can take our cares, uh, it's possible to, to take our cares and try to diversify how much is important enough to cast upon the Lord. But that's not what Peter was admonishing, was it? Any concern. And so, how much to grasp God's full care? How much does He want us to be in His care? To cast to the point we're in His care. We're fully in His care. Uh, quite a, a, I remember seeing a picture growing up. I don't know when it was painted. Some may know this or not, but it's been around a long time. A, a painting of a boy and a girl walking across a rickety little bridge over some water. They're out there all alone. But there's an angel up there over their head. I don't know if you've ever seen that picture or not. And we might, you can easily think, well, some of you think, well, is that extreme? Not hardly. Not hardly. These innocent children not reach the age of accountability, are in God's care. Too extreme? Let me read this. Matthew 18.10 Take heed that ye despise not one of the little ones, for I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of the Father, which is in heaven. That's from the Lord. How much does he care? That is innocent children being in his care, fully in his care. And Christ himself tried to, 
over and over to let us know how much He cares for us. He wants us to be in His care fully. Luke 12, 6 and 7 says, Ye are, are not five sparrows sold for two farthings, and not one of them is forgotten before God? This is kind of hard to comprehend, really, to let it all sink in. God's saying, I care for you. Cast your care on me. Every one of them. But even the very hair, and this really gets something. Even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, ye are more value than many sparrows. God cares. We gotta get that down. It's very important. And, uh, and he's showing his care. Matthew 9, 36, read that. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. God must care. God must care for us to get this across. And then in his action in it is Matthew Matthew 10, 11, I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for his sheep. We just discussed that. And then down to 14, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. Wow. We want, we want to be fully known of God, don't we? He cares for us that much. I want to be fully known of the Lord. I want the Lord to know me fully. I don't want to get anything slipped by. I want him to know all about me. and I want to be in his care. He cares for me, can do anything, has done everything he could to pave the way of salvation. And I want to be in the in the care. I don't just want him to have it available. Thank God it's available to everyone. I want to be extent I'm in his care. I'm there and I'm of his fold. He is my good shepherd and he knows all about me. What, a, what an incredible place to be. But sometimes we can, back to that word, diversify again our cares and our concerns. Think, well, I know God, I know this, and I know that, I have a good grip on it. But I, but yet sometimes, if we're not careful, some might think, well, uh, maybe I like to keep this particular care, concern, and I think I can handle this. I'd like to handle this one. If we, if we feel that way, we still haven't grasped the full love of God for us. We still haven't grasped how much God cares. We wouldn't dare want to do that. We want God to know of us, completely be in His care. And so, but even then, think about this, sometimes there can be things we don't even really think about to place in His care. We have our cares, but things that we're comfortable with, our own strength, our own abilities, that's kind of, how often do we think of that? 
I'll just cast that in with something that's really concerning me at the moment. The Lord said, cast all your cares. They're a care, they're a concern, they're a, a great value. Well, that's certainly one of our cares of life. But it's easy to, not even purposely, but easy to overlook that. Peter, the one who wrote this, fell into that, didn't he? When the Lord said that he was going to be taken from them and and he was going to be brought before the the authorities there and and, uh, and 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 my sheep will be scattered. His disciples right there would be scattered. They won't know what to do. But then Peter could say, I will not, I will not, I will not, I will not do that. He didn't have any ill tent. That would have been a good care to have in the basket. That was, that was, he didn't think, well, I'm strong. He kind of felt he did because he loved the Lord so much. That's wonderful. But yet, that shows us how much we need every care in the basket of the Lord. Cast every care upon Him. So he thought, well, no, I, I would never do that. I would never just run. He said, Peter, you're going to deny me three times. Amazing. Well, that's the way that story went. Sad as he denied the Lord and realized the Lord said, you're, when the cock crows, you will have denied me three times. Peter realized that, repented. God is so gracious, so gracious and good to us. He repented. And, you know, after that, once he learned that, I'm sure he wasn't quick to say, I will do this and that, I want this. But I'm sure he was quick to say, Lord, keep me in your care. Just keep me in your care. Every concern, everything I think I can do, keep it in your care. I'm sure he prayed, he prayed more like that. In fact, how basic can we get? The wisest man on earth, Solomon, began his journey of wisdom by praying, Lord, I'm just a child. I don't know how to go in or go out. I think that's as basic. You know, he took the very thing, the type of thing we can forget or not even think about throwing in among our cares, our own things we just seem to be handling okay. He started off with that. That's amazing. But that was the beginning of wisdom. The Lord was pleased with that prayer, his entire prayer. So his care is so far beyond our comprehension that we even find Christ saying, Peter, Satan has desired to have you and sift you as wheat. But I prayed for you. I want to be in God's care. We want to be in God's care. I don't want anything left out. We want to gladly just cast it all, anything we can think of, into the Lord's one basket. Having said that, let's go back and just look again at the text. First Peter 5, and we'll read on down to, to, to verse 10. Peter's been somewhere. He's admonishing us, speaking to, straight to us. We'll read the first, two, first part again, too. Humble yourselves. That humble might have a lot to do with even helping us think to do what we might not think until later down the line, like Peter, but humble's a good word there. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Then Peter goes on. Remember what the, how the Lord prayed for him? 
Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions have, are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world, but the God of all grace, who hath called us into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. My, this is a seasoned Peter. And he wants to admonish you and me. He says, cast off your care upon the Lord. You know, when that word all, the more that grows, the more the word trust grows. The more the word trust kicks into gear. The more we put everything in there, the more we're going to trust that one basket of the Lord that's all we got. Peter one time said, Lord, others are leaving. He said, are you going to go? He said, where else are we going to go? That's a good good concept. Lord, no diversity with you. I'm all in, in the basket of the Lord. And the more we do that, the word trust gets more and more alive. It grows bigger and bigger. Bring up one more uh, example here. Job lived way back there possibly around the time of Abraham, before the established law was given, back when there was longevity of life, still, uh, compared to now. And he loved God. And God blessed him. And he, he because he had a free hand to do so, and he just, he took it lightly as far as, as holding to it. All, obviously, all of, Adam's cares, including his own strength and abilities, were with God. And so God could easily bless him, and his family was blessed. He had seven sons and three daughters. And they were all blessed. They were having a great time. He had, he had abundance and flock, he had uh, cattle and sheep and camels in huge abundance by the thousands. They all had their beautiful homes, but it says that Job prayed for his children. And he didn't pray, Lord, make them, give them so much fun and so happy in their ease. They already have that. But he didn't pray that way. He said, Lord, I pray for them. I'm concerned that they might forget you. They might forget about God. They might forget of taking some of these cares. They think, oh, it's fine. I'm handling this and that. Oh, back to all your cares upon the Lord, for he cares for you. And that's how, that's the kind of man Job was. But then we find that all of those good things dropped one after the other, almost at the same time, including losing his family. We can't comprehend all that. Kind of like a, I don't know how to think of it, other than a miracle in reverse. It was just that this can't be not even natural. But he lost it all. Sometimes things can come that it's just, how can this be natural? But it's come my way. Well, what about Job? And on top of that, he ended up having boils from head to toe. Sat in the ashes. Scraped himself with a pot shirt. So he is the prime example of trials. What an example of trials. The prime example, the Bible other Bible writers would bring it up. James said, uh, we know the patience of Job. In the New Testament, talking about Job. 
And as credible that is, the theme of Job is not trials. The theme of Job is how much God will care, have an individual in his care. That is the theme of Job, not trials. Because Job came back out of there better than he ever was before later. But that beside the point, that wasn't what Job's faith depended on. But that's the other, the end of the story all the way through. But the theme is God cares for individuals who cast all their care upon him. He cares for him anyway, but they are in his care. Job, though he didn't understand so many things, he knew he was in God's care. And how do you beat that? Lord, I want to cast enough of everything in there to be fully in your care. Completely. Job was in his care. And uh, because Satan had just prior to all these troubles come before the Lord and, and, and accused that he's only serving you because you blessed him. What do we read in other places about Satan? He's an accuser of the brethren. He accuses God's people. He was accusing Job to the Lord himself. And so, but this was all about how much does God keep an individual in his care? And he, Satan was, was, was talking, was challenging that. And he said, Oh, that I might find him. That's low. I can't find God. Oh, that I might find him. But he could say, I know my Redeemer liveth. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. There's that word trust. That trust is really built big for Job. He casts all of his cares upon the Lord. Hebrews tells us that the Lord said, I will never leave nor forsake you. He didn't with Job at all. As much as it seemed the hedge got down, it wasn't gone. It was all in God's control. That's what Job is all about. Restored it. And even with his friends that turned to seemed to end up accusing him instead of comforting him. The Lord said, Job, you pray for your friends. I'd like to know how he prayed for him. You know, it wouldn't have been vindictive. I'm sure he just would have prayed something like, Lord, help them. To remember they need you and to remember to just cast all their cares always on you. I'm sure he must have prayed something like that. You know, um, Christ... Christ, in in closing, Christ trusted his heavenly Father completely. What an example. He was the Son of God, yes, but he was here on earth. And here come Satan. Familiar thing, sure enough. Here he came in full bore. Forty days and nights out in the wilderness, tempted constantly of the devil. We can't comprehend that either. But just an example um, of uh, of this, oh, we'll turn over to it here. Is in Matthew four. Do example of this in four, verse five. Then the devil taken him up. This is just one of the examples into the holy city and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple and saith unto him, If thou be the son of God. Cast thyself down, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over thee. In other words, you, you, God. so you say God takes care of his own. Well, let's talk about that. 
That's like the devil. Well, let's do this. Go cast yourself down, because it says he shall give his angels charge over thee, over thee, and their hands they shall bear thee up, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Let's talk about how much, just like back there with Job. Same kind of a thing, or let's just talk about that. How much does he take care of people after all? Is that really true? Of course, the Lord, trusting in God completely, Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. He's trusting God. He's trusting the Word of God. Trusting the promises of God. The Lord said, I will not leave thee nor forsake thee. But then, so, full of confidence, but then, every Job, verse 11, Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. This is part of being in God's care as well. The angels came to the Lord, to Christ. The angels come to God's people. They watched over those little children. He watches over the little innocent children. God watches over his people. Oh, what a blessing to be in the care of the Lord. And just when they need it, might not recognize something as a direct angel, but the angels come to the people who are in God's care. We want to be saved. We want to know we're saved. We want to be of those. We want to abide in the Lord. We want to have God's blessing while we're here on earth. We want to have the hope of heaven. We want to be able to live forever with the Lord. And here we're in troubled sometimes, for sure. The world is full of uncertainty. But what does the Lord say to those who are in His care? Fear not. I've overcome the world. That's where we want to be. Thank God for His grace. Thank God for His mercy. Thank God for prayer. That's where, it, that's how it all begins. Just like Solomon said, Lord, I'm a child. Take me from here. What a blessing. Just to throw every care onto the Lord. We cannot lose. And God is here to help us do exactly that again tonight. To close, saying 258, the altar's open for prayer. <laughs>